Today I want to start with the sixth with the sixth one. My attitude is my friend or my enemy. My attitude is my friend or my enemy. The Bible says in Luke chapter 6 verse 6, the good man, I mentioned this verse last week as well, the good man out of the treasure of his heart brings forth what is good and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth what is evil for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. You know, business executives, business executives say that the most important elements for potential employees are 5% availability, 5% adapt, 5% availability, 5% adaptability, 10% ability, 10% appearance, and 70% attitude. 70% attitude. I don't really know if you ask this question sometimes, you know, I don't really know if you ask this question sometimes, but I ask it every now and then to myself. I ask my wife also sometimes because only she gets, she gets all the things I say. You know, sometimes when you move into an organization and you see the senior most person in that organization come up to you to greet you, you, you try to figure out how in the world did this guy get this position? Has anyone ever asked that? Okay, maybe it's only me. Thank you. As anyone ever, you know, we asked that, right? How in the world is, is, is this person, is, uh, is, 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 is this person in this senior position? We're very quick to judge. You know, all of us are very quick to judge. All of us are very quick to judge. You know, sometimes you see, you see people walking around, you know, just dressed in flip-flops, shorts and a t-shirt, and you know, you come out of a mall, and then you, 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 you see that person going, to a Rolls Royce and opening the car door. What's happening to this world? What? Yeah? What, what? Listen, listen, listen. God, when he, when he wants, God, God doesn't appoint those who are qualified. But he qualifies the called. He qualifies those who are called. So irrespective of of what you've done or the way you look, that does not matter. All that you need to have is the right attitude, the attitude of the kingdom. The, you, need to, you need to have a Christ-like, Christ-minded attitude, and God will take you places. God will take you places. And it's absolutely amazing to just see 5% of availability, 5% of that. Appearance is only 10%. But attitude is 70%. You know, practicing psychologists list five rules for people considered for job promotion. These are psychologists, okay? This is not God. God is more than able to promote anyone and everyone. But this is what psychologists say. Five rules for people considered for job promotion. Ambition, attitude towards policy, attitude towards colleagues, leadership skills, an attitude to pressure on the job. You know, a survey was taken of, of customers to discover why they quit buying goods from certain stores. Why they quit buying goods from certain stores, and here's what they discovered. One percent die. Okay, sorry, I mean, it's just what it is. One percent die, three percent move away, five percent other friendships, because of people telling them, hey, don't go to that store. There are other better stores. You know, I got this deal in this store. 
So people, obviously, because of influence, would leave, would leave uh, uh, purchasing from a place because of influence and because of friendships and things like that. So five other, other friendships, 9% competitive reasons, 14% product dissatisfaction, 68% because of an attitude of indifference shown to them by an employee. An attitude of indifference showed to them by an employee. You know, for me, I have a term. I have a term. Not like I'm a very picky guy, okay? Or maybe I am. You can ask my wife. Actually, ask my sister also. Uh, at times, I'm very picky. You can ask my kids also. Yeah, yeah, I can see you telling your friends a little bit. Yes, yes. But sometimes, I have a phrase. I have a phrase. It's called first and last. First and last. And so, at times I'll go and sit down. Oh, it happened actually a couple of days ago. I went to a new, a new cafe opened. I won't tell you where. And I sat in over there, and I ordered something. And it was a very bad experience. And uh, before I could say it, my wife said, first and last. Which means this is the first time and the last time. I'm not coming back to this place. First time and last time. And so 68%... 68% fail to go to a place because of an attitude of indifference shown to them by an employee. But your attitude can become your friend or your enemy. Your attitude can become your friend or your enemy. Very quickly, I want to, I want to, I want to move on to the next point and build it up. My attitude, not my achievements, will give me happiness. My attitude, not my achievements, will give me happiness. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 11, and I've also put down chapter 3, verses 12. 11 and 12, actually. I made a mistake. Okay. I considered all my activities which my hands had done and the labor which I had exerted, and behold, it was vanity and striving after the wind, and there was no profit under the sun. I know that there's nothing better for men than to rejoice and do good in one's lifetime. Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor because this is a gift from God. You know, we need to understand that as believers who are in this journey with God, as believers who are walking this walk, you know, this kingdom walk in this world, the thoughts of our mind are more important than the things in your life. Very often we pray, God, I pray. We pray this prayer, God, I pray for the mind of Christ. I pray for the mind of Christ that no thought that is of the world would enter in. That in everything I do, I would have the mind of Christ and function out of the mind of Christ. You know, the thoughts of our mind are more important than the things in your life. You know, many a times, uh, I, don't know, I don't really know how many of you are thinkers, but sometimes, I mean, but I'm, I'm a thinker. You know, and the problem is at times I think too much into a problem or into a, situ into a situation. And uh, too many times I think unwanted things, you know, uh, into a situation. And I've, 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 I've trained myself, I'm tra I've trained myself to allow those thoughts that are being, that, that are being influenced by worldly patterns to be replaced by thoughts of truth. 
to be in, to be replaced by thoughts from the promise of God to be in, to be replaced by thoughts from the word of God what do i mean you might be saying pascal what do you mean you may go you may go to the doctor the easiest example and the doctor might say certain things about you about your blood test about some things that you might have done you know over a period of time some tests you might have done over a period of time and and now listen you know doctors are great you know they are men who are blessed uh who are blessed with skill but they are not god doctors are not god okay but they may give you a report and you know very often our minds start racing and we we are, the doctor says you have a you have bronchitis and many a times we think that's it i'm dying next week i'm telling you our experience okay you might be thinking who is this not to said this this was way back 2014 i'm telling you this fear just crept in uh i had a cold and my ears were blocked and for me when uh, it's the worst thing ever when my ears are blocked and i tried blowing to open up my ears but by blowing i i blocked it even more and by blowing 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 don't worry it didn't sound like a trumpet but uh my pressure increased my blood pressure went up i left the building i left the house because i started panicking and i was walking around the building okay it wasn't the wall of jericho it was a building don't worry my wife and my family were safe in the house it did not come tumbling down but i started walking it was a panic walk around the building because i couldn't breathe my pressure went up and uh i told my wife we need to go to the hospital right now we need to go to the hospital right now and uh, we she came down she said i'm not going to drive because i'm not going to be able to see you in this state because you're going to be panicking we're going to take a rickshaw okay so we sat in the rickshaw and every time the rickshaw stopped at a signal i got out of the rickshaw okay i got out of the tuk tuk okay tuk tuk some of you know it as tuk tuk i got out because every time it stopped at the signal i start panicking even more so i got out of the signal i got out of the uh, of the rickshaw and i kept walking ahead and once the signal turned green he stopped at the side while i was ahead and i sat back in because i was panicking and then i went to and then is my wife over here okay then i went to the i thought i was dying i thought i was dying then i went to the the hospital we reached the hospital and uh, i entered the emergency and i'm telling the nurse over there i'm like i cannot breathe i cannot breathe she's like just wait we've got three patients who've come in with a heart attack and i'm like i'm like can't you see my state this this could be a possible heart attack just wait okay just wait three people have come in with a heart attack and oh my god i was freaking out my wife took my phone i gave her my phone everything and uh, then they took me in they gave me an injection and oh my god i was getting the most beautiful sleep just as i was sinking into that hospital bed in the emergency and falling asleep the nurse came and said this is india by the way okay get up get up you're fine go now <laughs> literally like that literally like get up get up you're fine go now i'm like no i mean i'm not okay like get up you're fine go i came out of the emergency room no phone my my brother in law reached over there by then i can't see my wife around i don't know where to go i came out of the hospital and the distance was the canteen 
and I saw my brother-in-law and my wife very sweetly having breakfast over there. <laughs> and I went, I'm like, you don't care about your husband? Your husband was in the emergency. No, I knew nothing was wrong with you. That's why I'm sitting over here. Oh, my wife's words. Listen, those were prophetic words, okay? Like, I know there's nothing wrong with you. That's right. I went to the doctor, went to the doctor, did some tests, did everything. The doctor said, you are absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong. Just make some lifestyle changes. You're absolutely wrong. Be happy. Go home. You're okay. But I, I allowed that to settle in. Fear crept in. I couldn't eat. In one month, I lost 10 kgs. Because every time I thought I was going to swallow something, I was going to die. Really. It was the worst, worst feeling ever. But you know, a lot of times, God does things for you to let you know that you are a lot stronger than you think you are. So in church, I'm standing over there as, as one of the associate pastors and praying for people at the end of the service. Everyone coming for the next one month, everyone coming... Uh, for prayer uh, that entire month was, you know, my ears were blocked. I thought I was going to die. And uh, I couldn't breathe. I went to the doctor. Doctor says, everything's absolutely fine, but I've got this fear. I'm like, God, what are you doing? I'm facing the same thing. And I was praying for these people. And then people were calling me back in the week or calling me back after one week. Pastor, I'm absolutely fine. And I was getting worse and worse and worse. I'm like, God, what are you doing? I'm getting worse in this situation. And everyone around me, uh, in, they're getting okay. They're absolutely fine. What's happening? It's because God was reminding me that you are a lot stronger than you think you are. Don't allow unwanted thoughts to get into your head. I'm the one who created you. I know you inside out. I know what needs to be done with you. You are absolutely fine. And I'm telling you, I was going, it, it was the worst till one day. Literally, my wife said, get up. I was lying on the bed. You know, defeat and... Really upset about the whole thing. Get up, get up. I got up, come to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. In, to maybe stand in front of the mirror. Now declare God's promises over your life. Like I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm an overcomer. I'm a, like I want you to scream at the mirror and declare it. And I started declaring and screaming at that mirror every day and canceling every lie and becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm telling you, I had to get up. And, yeah, you know? You know, the, prob you know, the problem is, the problem is there was no problem. Okay, there was no problem. And many a times the problem is not the problem. The problem is something that we've created out of nothing. God says you can do all things through, through Christ. God said, I can't give you life and life in all of its abundance. Enjoy life. Don't let anything bring you down or get to you. Whatever needs to happen in you, through you, and for you happens by me. It's taken care of by me. Don't let anything take away your happiness. You know, too many people think that by moving to a new place or a change of circumstances, you know, it would make us happy. If only this happened, I would be happy. Oh, this person won the big ticket lottery. If only my ticket was pulled out, I would be happy. Lord, I pray. Actually, it's the wrong prayer, so I will not pray. Some people, <laughs> some people like to do it, some people don't like to do it. But again, you know, it's according to every person. 
If you do it at some point, I pray you win. I pray you win. Listen, I won a number of things on the radio, okay? You can ask my daughter. I won a number of things on the radio. If God desires for you to win, you will win. You will win. But don't, you know, sometimes if only this happened, I would be happy. If only I moved over there, I would be happy. You know, this is called destination disease. They call it destination disease. And we should not make room for it. Have you ever thought if I could just serve in a different place, I'd be happier? Has anyone thought? If I could just serve in a different place, I'd be happier. If I just knew that person, I'd be satisfied. If things were different here, yeah, I would be okay. If I would not have done that, I would feel better about myself. Has anyone of you ever thought that? Yeah, praise God. Then it's time to change your attitude. All of us, it's time to change. The Bible says, I mean, not the Bible, the point. I was going to get to the Bible verse. My attitude will change when I choose to change it. My attitude will change when I choose to change it. You know, I said something, you know, towards the end of that song. Yes and amen. You know, the last couple of months, it's been, it's been a roller coaster ride for us as a family. There have been more tears cried over the last couple of months than ever in any time of, in any, in any other year in ministry. And many a times, you know, along that, along that path over the, last, uh, uh, over the last couple of months, you know, you, you, you feel like you're, you're functioning out of a place of defeat. You know, you feel like your attitude is, uh, uh, you know, the attitude you have is that of a person who's defeated. You know, what's going to happen? You know, are things going to happen like this? Is it going to happen like this? And in those moments, you know, I've had to realize that everything before me, everything around me is orchestrated by God. I'm, I'm not anyone... I'm not a person who is meant to control anything. I cannot control anything. And I've allowed myself, I've allowed myself to change my attitude and, and be, God is faithful. That's why I said that's been an anthem. God is faithful. And when you change, when you choose to change your attitude and you choose to allow God to come into the picture, everything changes. Everything changes, you know, but it all starts with you. Your attitude will change when you choose to change it. You can live and function from a place of defeat or you can choose to say, no, 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 no. This is not for me. My God is not the one who is defeated. My God is alive and he's alive forevermore. My Bible, my, the word of God says, I look up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. He has created everything before me, inside me, around me. He is going to stand up for me and he's got my back. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Nothing will bring me down. It all starts from within you. Your attitude will change when you choose to change it. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, I call heaven and earth to witness against you, against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life in order that you may live. Some of you today, all that you need to hear is this verse. 
from this entire sermon all that you need to hear is this verse and all that you need to do after you walk out from this place is speak life over your situation speak life over your job speak life over that money that's stuck speak life over that health issue speak life over your family and everything will fall in place everything you need to believe it's not what happens to you but what happens in you that matters stop blaming something or someone else for your attitude evaluate your present attitudes uncover and write out a statement of purpose write down you may forget but a piece of paper will never forget write down go back home today and write down promises that you've received from the word of god write down promises that people have spoken over your life write down prophetic words that you've received write it down on a piece of paper stick it somewhere where you can declare it every day and see what god will do a lot of a lot of times we forget the promises that have been spoken over us and it's lying somewhere or it's deep down inside of us and we just allow it to lie over there we need to call those promises into existence we need to declare those promises we need to speak life over those promises enlist the help of an accountability partner it's very important to have an accountability partner it's great to have your wife and your husband as accountability partners that's the best that's absolutely amazing but it's very important to have someone outside as well if there's one person who knows me inside out over the last so many years it's pastor nikki the flaws the mistakes the failures everything it's pastor nikki obviously my wife before anyone else but it's pastor nikki to me he's not only a great friend but he's a leader he's a mentor he's an accountability partner and it helps to have those accountability partners who can boost your faith encourage you and build you up spend time with the right people how many of you spend how many of you like to spend time with people who tell you you're good for nothing how many anyone over here we don't we want to spend time with people who want to lift us up no matter you might be in the pit the worst or worst situation but you want people to come alongside you and say listen there's no pit deeper than god who's deeper still if god could get joseph out of the pit he's more than able to bring you out and put you on higher ground we're going to stand alongside we're going to stand alongside you we're going to stand around you and we're going to believe for your breakthrough spend time with the right people select a model to follow and last but not the least recognize that faith is stronger than fear straight uh, faith is stronger than fear the second last point very quickly my attitude needs continual adjustment Philippians 4:8 says finally my brothers whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is of good reputation if there's any excellence and if anything is worthy of praise let your mind dwell on these things no matter how mature we are we will have to continually work on our attitudes and watch what fills our mind you know our lives are like sailing a boat or flying a plane our lives are like sailing a boat or flying a plane We may have a plan for our destination but there will be a constant need for adjustments along the way. 
There will be a constant need for adjustments along the way. And some things that indicate the need for attitude adjustments are, I've not had enough time with God or myself. My family notices and tells me something, tells me that something is wrong with my attitude. You know, I, I mean, my wife does that so well. Sometimes I would say something or, you know, whatever. And she'd be like, no, I don't think that was right. Vice versa. You know, with people also, with some of my friends also, I'm like, I don't think that was right. You know, you know, just the next time you do or say something, this is how probably, you, you can do it in a much better way. My family notices and tells me that something is wrong with my attitude. These are indications that, these are indications needed for attitude adjustments. My relationship with coworkers becomes strained. My view of people begins to lower. My perspective on life becomes cynical. We start doubting everything. Even the people who are doing good, we start doubting them as well. You know? And, and these, are, these are the indications. You know, if any of you feel that you at least one point relate, you can relate to one point in this place, then it's time to make an attitude adjustment. It's not something wrong. It's not something wrong. But it's a good place to be in where you're able to identify that something's wrong and God, come in and change it. God, I want, you, I want to invite you into this area to change it and make me the best that I need to be. Make me a better version of myself. And lastly, my attitude is contagious. You know, people catch our attitudes like they catch a cold. People catch our attitudes like they catch a cold from us by getting close to us. Therefore, it is so very important that we model the right attitude for the people. It's so important that we model the right attitude from the, for the people. Very quickly, just to give you a recap. Oh, I didn't put it up over there. Sorry, my bad. Very quickly, just to give you a recap of, you know, the points that I just mentioned, 6 to 10. My attitude is my friend or my enemy. My attitude, not my achievements, will give me happiness. My attitude will change when I choose to change it. My attitude needs continual adjustment. And my attitude is contagious. Have you been in a place where people see something about you? And uh, a whole bunch of people like to be around you? You know, they call it the life of the party. Have you ever experienced something like that? Your workers like to work with you. You know, business deals come, a lot of business deals come to you. Promotion comes to you. Why? Because what God has put on the inside of you is contagious. It's contagious. You are God's brilliance on display wherever you go. You are God's brilliance on display. In your workplace, at your home, whichever environment you walk in, you are God's brilliance on display. That's why people would like to be around you. People would love to be close to you. People would love to draw from you because it's not about you. But the Bible says, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And because of he that is in you, allowing to, uh, you allowing yourself to function from the mind of Christ, to, 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 to carry out the way you, you behave and talk and do whatever you need to do, based on the fact of understanding that God is in me, is on the inside of me, I need to function out of a place of rest in Christ. If you desire to function that way, Everyone will want to be around you. 
We don't go, we're not supposed to run after promotion. We're not supposed to run after, I know we're all desperate, but we're not supposed to run after promotion, run after the job, run after getting things done, you know, in order for us to, to, to get from where we are to where we need to be. No, no, no. God says, the Bible says, the steps of the righteous are already ordained by God. Whatever you need is already taken care of by God. Whatever you desire will be given to you by God. All that you need to do is your desire, you take it higher. Your desire, you take it higher and have the right attitude. All of us at some point in life need to make attitude adjustments. 